You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 118. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. Well, how has your week been over there, Fritz? <laughs> you know, I'm not without challenge, but I'm making it. Oh, I know you're not. Oh, boy. I know. Uh, just with some physical things, you know, be in prayer for my sister. She's battling cancer in mm-hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think I'm going to have to get a flight out to... Uh, to go see her in the next couple of days before they attempt to do this surgery because she may not make it, you know, through the surgery. surgery. So, oh, bless her heart. But my gosh, and then I my other sister. sister here. That's, I've been praying for your sister thinking it was. It was, well, Marsha had it too. She just went oh, through surgery. Okay. And she's so going through um, not confused. radiation. No, you're not, believe it or not. They both are having it. I know. It's just been ridiculous. Then our brother Rollin, you know, Rollin, yep. going through it, and it's just. You know, the C word is just rampant. Oh, is he mm-hmm. the one that I met? Yeah, at, yeah. probably. At the wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless him. He was a sweet guy. He is a very sweet guy. So, you know, I'm making it. There's some good in it somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, you'll find, you'll see it. So, what about you, Mikey? What's going on? Same old stuff. Standard answer. Same old <laughs> stuff. Riding the wave. Riding the wave. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Trish? Well, I had an awakening in the last two weeks. I woke up and there was a big elephant in the room and the elephant was me. You Uh guys have been so kind. No one has said anything. But over the last two years, I've put on 100 pounds, over 100 pounds, which I thought something's medically wrong. There has to be something wrong because that's just not humanly possible. But then um, I had all this testing done and... Um, the doctor's like, well, you know, you have all this extra weight, so you're having all these problems and health problems. And, and he said, um, if you gain five pounds a month, every month for two years, that's 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. So doesn't take long. That's about, that's about it. So I joined Weight Watchers this week and thanks to God Stories Radio, I met up with Suzanne Lynn from Z. 88.3 because I wanted to give her business cards because we're going to try and I'm going to speak this. We're going to try and get Danny Gokey's um, testimony. And um, amen to that. You know, God told me to talk to her about my weight issues. And whenever I brought up weight loss to her, we always made jokes about it and just let it go. Well, as it turns out, she had an event planned and she had been trying to lose weight since January 1st. She's lost 20 pounds. So I said, 
you know, we should be each other's accountability partners. There you go. So we've been doing that. She's my wingman. So every week we've been weighing in. And so far Good I've deal. lost like seven pounds. And Good accountability partner. That's what you need when you do things And like if that. I make faces, mm-hmm. I'm actually drinking apple cider vinegar, Oof. all natural, with all the goodness God bless of you, it. Sister. So those faces, yeah, that's all right. It's for my health. Oh, well, good for you though. I'm proud of you. Right. Thank well, you. Let's get let's do some shout outs so we don't waste any more time. We got a guest on the phone tonight, and, and can't wait yes. to hear what she's got to say. We have Nickru Nickru Daniel from Facebook. She's a Facebook like. Also, Dan Andrews and Sandra Lee. Well, thank you for thank you guys. Appreciate that. And then our regions, we have France, 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 and Michigan, and New Mexico. All right. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for listening. And our iHeart followers, Conrad Rocks. Conrad Rocks. I like love that it. name. Love that name. Plate for All, which I think that might be Plate, one of our former yep, testimonies. That's right. Probably is. And Brian Miniger. All right. Thank you, Brian. And again, if you're listening on iHeart Radio to God Stories Radio, please follow us. We'd Take the love Mikey it. Challenge. Yeah. Follow us. We'd love to see it. All right. Well, without further ado, we have a, a guest on the line, and we have been looking forward for several weeks. Yes, we have. Uh, having her on the show, and I'm so glad that she made time to uh, come on the show, and she sent us a copy of her book. And, um, I, you know, there's so much that I could say about her that it would be a 20-minute, you know, <laughs> introduction. But she was a former stockbroker, and uh, she had l- led a quite an interesting life from stockbroker to a farm. And I'm just going to let her pick it up from there. So I'd like you to uh, welcome, please, to the show, Allison. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Allison. Well, hi. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for letting me uh, hear your prayer requests. I added those to my prayer list because I know firsthand the amazing power of prayer and the truth um, in letting God do the work. So many times we take on burdens on ourselves and try to fix things and and do things. And when we turn it over to God, He is so much more powerful to get things done in our lives than any capacity we have in ourselves. Amen. And that's really what. And that's really uh, the story of my book. Um, was a situation you mentioned that I was a stockbroker. Um, I was a corporate career woman. Uh, climbed the corporate ladder. I have boxes of awards and accolades and a long resume and so on. And even though I was raised in a Christian home, went to church every Sunday, you know, my husband was an elder in the church. Um, We sat in church. He had his arm around me every Sunday during the sermon. I really never let God in the driver's seat of my life until I was faced with a situation that brought me to my knees, and I am so thankful in hindsight. I wasn't thankful or appreciative at the time with what I went through, but now I can look back at it and see that that was my awakening to know God at a, a much deeper level and we, really we commit call, my life to Christ in the truth. We call that the two-by-four upside the head. <laughs> yes, it was. And you're in it good company, Allison, because we've all had it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, it took me a, a long time to get to that point, but 
my uh, exuberance and enthusiasm for God's work in my life is so strong. I just want to, you know, shout it from the rooftops at how good he is. Um, so what happened, and this is coming from a point where I prayed every night not to wake up in the morning. That's how bad things were. Um, so the, the book goes through pretty much my first year of being alone on a farm. And with everything that I did in my life, being a farmer was not one of the things that I ever wanted to do on my own, ever. And so what happened was I, you know, had this wonderful career, traveled the world, uh, married my high school sweetheart, and worked very hard as a stockbroker through deep recessions and so on, you know, very conscientious, took good care of the clients and so on. And when the kids were ready to graduate from college, decided that I was going to retire from being a stockbroker and help my husband with our farm. And at that time, we actually had owned three farms. God had blessed us tremendously. And so we had sheep and llamas and alpacas and organic gardens and a CSA where we grew organic food, um, which I swear by for health reasons. Um, you know, that it, it just, there are so many chemicals in a lot of food that mess with our bodies and our metabolism. And when you really get down to the simple eating and the, the basic stuff, it really makes a difference. It did for me and for many of our customers. So anyway, we had all this going on and I decided that I was going to retire and help with the family farm. We had a, a yarn store and I'm, I've been knitting for years. In fact, I was just knitting a pair of socks while I was um, waiting to to talk here. And so this was like my beautiful life. I thought, wow, this is great. God is good. Um, everything is wonderful. So the year that my life changed, my mother-in-law, who was like a sister to me, died in May. I retired in June. My father was diagnosed with stage four cancer in September. And in October, my pastor came to the farm to tell me that my husband had been having an affair with the organist at our church, who was a man. Wow. And oh, well, I, I did not coming. see that coming. I did not either. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you said the organist, I had a vision in my mind, and it was not a he. <laughs> wow. Right. Exactly. Yes. And we lived in a small community. We were you know, prominent members in the community, and nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming at all. And w essentially what happened is that I was married to this image of a man that really did not exist. He had been leading a, a secret life that nobody knew about, including me in the church, nobody. Um, and so... Um, and, and now uh, the platform that I speak on, which I'm shocked affects six to eight percent of American families deal with this issue and nobody really wants to talk about it. My husband was not gay. He was not bisexual. He is a sex addict. And that affects 18 to 24 million families in the United States. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I had never heard about this ever. I was devastated. And reconciliation is always, whenever there's a marriage, I mean, I really believe that God designed marriages as a tremendous blessing. 
And reconciliation was absolutely something we both wanted. But what happened during that process, I had to make a decision whether I was going to stand in the truth and put God first in our lives, or if I was going to continue to live this lie along with somebody who could not struggled struggled with change. And that was a very, very hard decision. I had no job. I had just retired. I didn't know. And so I thought, fine, you know, well, my husband left the farm is what happened. And I was there, woke up one morning, I'm alone, middle of winter. And it was a severe, severe winter that, that first year, uh, 40 below wind chill factor. And I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And like I said, I was so devastated that I went to bed every night and just prayed to wake up in heaven because I could Mm. not face the humiliation, the devastation of what I thought was my perfect life. And that's when I had to get out of the driver's seat and let God take over and say, I I can't fix this. Mm -hmm. This is beyond anything that I can do. And that's when the blessing started. And people just started showing up. It it just seemed like I would just cry out to God, you know, help me do something, help me figure out how do I take care of these animals? I don't know how to run any of the equipment. And I was exhausted because I was there by myself. I mean, my kids came and, and helped when they could, but they didn't live near me and so on. But he brought strangers. God brought strangers to help me whenever I needed help. And things that I never in a million years would have ever thought I would be capable of of doing, God did things through me that can only be explained as miracles. And it just was one thing after another. And after the course of a year, I had to write this book because it's like if we really just submit ourselves to Christ and and look at what he did for us. And no matter what we go through, he Christ has suffered more than we ever could as humans. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't hanging on a cross. I was on a on a farm without a clue on what to do and emotionally devastated, you know, at this shocking situation. But God's grace and his blessings just were so amazing. Day after day after day, people just came forward and offered assistance with things they could not have even known I needed help with. Mm. That so, must that must have been a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a coincidence. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, people would explain it as a coincidence, but there were no. things. Um, and I'll just give one example. Um, I mean, there's the book is just filled. With I thought of an example too. I I thought of yeah. one of the examples was. Um, when well there was two in like a matter of a couple pages when you were talking about um you showed up for your hearing for your separation from your husband and the attorney um when you showed up to her office basically they said she may or may not show up for your hearing because she's got another hearing somewhere else and you were like in another county. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were praying, mm-hmm. saying, God, please, I need help. I can't do this alone. And at the last moment, literally, right when you started to speak, the phone rang and she was on the phone and she represented you over the phone. And then right. they said you had to come up with a renter for 
the farm for $250. I think it was $250 an acre, which was a a large amount at that time for that property. Which was almost twice twice as much as what I knew people were getting in the area for rent. So you went and prayed with, what's her name that was in the store with you? Sophia. 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 You were praying with Mm -hmm. Sophia. And then you mm-hmm. got, and it's always, God is so simplistic, but so right on sometimes, you know, but you got this mm-hmm. simplistic message that said, do you still have the land for rent? I want it. I want to rent it for two seventy five an acre. <laughs> Isn't so, that incredible? Yeah. From somebody right I had never met, had never heard of, sent me an email that within hours, within hours of the hearing, it was, it was just amazing. All in his timing and right timing. His right timing. That is, that is exactly right. You know, or the, you know, the, the snow, the, the nurse who happened to be in the store when the lamb was stuck in the fence and, you know, strangled and dying. And she turned out to, be, you know, came and volunteered to help vaccinate all the animals because I was running around looking for a bolt cutter to get the lamb out frantic, uh-huh. ran in the store. She's picking out yarn and she's like, well, I'll help. And I'm like, oh, you're all dressed really nice. And this is way down in the pasture where it's dirty and icky. And she's like, no problem. I'll come along and became, became this incredible resource to help with the animals. And she would call. She's like, I need lamb therapy. Can I can I come and help with the animals? It's like, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Or the guy where I had, you know, eight foot snow drift and all the, and had no idea how to run the equipment to move the snow. And somebody asked if I needed help or something. And I was like, can you show me how to run the equipment? And he did, which was hilarious. And I wrote about that because I didn't know what the parts of the machine were. <laughs> and um, <laughs> at the end of it, he was so patient, so kind. And at the end of the day, um, I had to work in the store. And at the end of the day, I came out and he had cleared all the snow for me. Wow. I, yes. The other amazing thing that, that I want to talk a little bit about, and I don't go into this in the book, but I think it's worth mentioning, perhaps if there are people who are listening who think, well, what could I offer to somebody? Because this totally changed my perspective. When I see somebody who needs help, I am always asking people now, can I help you? You know, sometimes it's a, it doesn't cost anything to give somebody a smile or a word of encouragement or a Bible passage that brings hope, or to send a card. I send cards to people randomly as God brings their names to mind to let them know I'm thinking of them and praying for them. And then later I'll find out that, wow, you sent this card and it arrived on my wedding anniversary. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's how good God is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the amazing thing was that I had a lot, a lot of volunteers who came to the farm, a lot of them didn't know them, never met them before that. It wasn't like I, you know, called up these people. They came and offered help. I found out later that three of them are former alcoholics. They, you know, and this was just something people helped them when they were struggling with their addictions and they're, they're clean now, they're sober now, they're good Christian people. And they just have this mission 
to go out and share the goodness with everybody because they are so thankful and so grateful that they are living in the light. Awesome. I want to, uh, everybody needs a llama. I want to, I want my own, <laughs> I, like I want alpaca. my own personal llama. I like to llama. just say the word alpaca. Did I say it right? Alpaca? Yes. That llama, alpaca. She, that llama she had was bad to the bone, man. And it, it kicked a <laughs> pit bull's butt. Yeah. There, well, some of there, I had four llamas and, uh, you know, one is now dead, but, um, they, because she was old, but, um, there, yeah, there were some, there were some naughty llamas, but these llamas are amazing animals. And I can, you know, I just really believe that God gave us animals and creatures to help absorb some of the pain that we carry around with us. They just somehow knew when I was having a bad day and the alpacas too, you know, I'd come out the back of the store and just be a mess and they would be there. They hum, they, they hum when they're happy. It's kind of a funny sound. And they are, and they have these huge eyes, and they just look at you, and you know that they they know you're having a bad day, and they're just goofy looking. They're just funny, <laughs> and you can't help but smile. And the llamas, they are so smart. They are. I had guard llamas, and whenever llamas. Um, beware of guard they llamas. They <laughs> are yes. They guard they guard the sheep and the alpacas from predators and. We live in an area where there are a lot of coyotes, and I know friends who have lost livestock to coyotes, Mm -hmm. and most insurance policies do not cover livestock loss due to From wild animals, right. Or or the neighbor's pit bull, um, you know, either one, and which I had, you know, issues with with wild dogs and with coyotes and so on. Um, But there's a story in the book about um, the llama protecting the sheep from a predator and they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Um, they're just, they, they intuitively circle the pasture when we have visitors come, new volunteers who would come, they'd be like, why is your llama staring at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know who you That's are. That's our guard llama. And you better don't n- worry about him. And you better not, yeah, you better not go near the sheep because they are not going to be happy about it until they get to know you. So, yes, guard llamas. Um, and we actually did research ahead of time on guard dogs, donkeys, and llamas. And there's research out there that shows that llamas are the most cost-effective choice for anybody who is interested in knowing that. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. They live longer than donkeys and dogs. They eat the same food as the sheep and the alpaca, so you don't have to. They have the same vaccination. Um, and they're about, they're about 300 to 400 pounds. They're big animals. Um, but very friendly. Um, you can put a, a halter and a lead on them and walk them around. I'd like when kids would come, you know, 10 year old, 11 year old, it's like, hey, do you want to walk the llama around? And it was the coolest thing for them. That's cute. <laughs> that was cool. I so love that portion in the book. You know, I liked about the kittens. Kick that pit bull's butt. Boy. The kittens wandering around with the lambs and doing everything the lambs are doing. At first, when I read that, I right. thought it was chickens. And I was thinking, now, what exactly does a kitten look like that acts like a chicken? And then I'm like, oh, no, no, it was lamb. Okay, yeah, lambs. They were lambs. I was trying yeah, to get yeah, a visual. They, <laughs> yeah, they walked, they walked around with the lambs um, just because of how they were raised in the, the creek pen with the, with the baby lambs. And um, they thought they were lambs and you know, for a long time. It was very, very cute. And again, another source of humor. 
you know, when the knitting ladies had to help corral the 23 sheep that got out of the fencing and headed toward the highway. And, you know, knitting is not a cardio sport by any stretch of the imagination. And some of these women really were scaling fences, and I was a little concerned about whether they would get over the fence and back again and so on. But they were so enthusiastic. And it's like, but again, how was it? that the sheep got out at the exact time that I had half a dozen ladies ready and willing to jump in and help get these sheep help back in the pen. Yep, another coincidence. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and the book is filled with them. Yeah, I know. It's how the father rolls. Is that rolls. what encouraged well, you to write the book, is that you started seeing how your life was unfolding and how God was doing one little miracle after another. And so that's what encouraged you to write the book to share that with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it just was so overwhelming to me to feel God's love and presence mm. in my life. And I know that there are people who feel I, I at first thought I never heard of this. I must be the only person in the world who's ever dealt with this. Um, and it, it was so humiliating. I felt so alone, and God proved me wrong on that. And so just by feeling his incredible presence in my life, I, there were so many things that happened. I just had to write about it and, and try to give hope and encouragement um, to people who feel like they're alone. I was going to ask you that. I've heard that somewhere before, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I was... I was going to ask you that specifically. There was a woman I met one day that said she was waiting to hear from God that she would pray and she was waiting to hear from God and he never answered her. And she asked me if God ever answered my prayers and if God ever answered me or spoke to me and, you know, how could she make that happen and that sort of thing. So I would say if someone asked you that, if they said, they were alone and that they waited for God to answer them and that they never heard God. They didn't hear from him. What would you say to them? I was in that spot at one point too. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and thank God he didn't answer the prayers that I wanted because I would be in heaven. That's where I wanted to be. Right. (laughs) But that's, (laughs) but I, you know, I really looked at the relationship, you know, as a father and a child, Kids ask their parents for all kinds of things, and they don't get what they want, and they think, oh, you know, they must not love me, or they, you know, don't, they can't, they won't do this for me. No, our Father knows what we need. He always answers our prayers with what we need. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think we know what we want, but He knows what we need. And that's what he's going to give us. And sometimes he gives us what we need, and we don't even realize that he's given Mm -hmm. us what we need. Right. Right. Exactly. So maybe he is answering, and you're just not recognizing that you you are hearing from God in small ways, one way or another. Right. Um, Prayer is so powerful, and sometimes I think we get messed up when we don't get an answer right away. Yeah. You know, we just, um, and, and we stop praying. It's like, well, you know what? It's been two weeks or it's been two months and, you know, I don't have an answer yet. 
prayer. We got to be know, like that, that kid. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Just keep right. asking. <laughs> Just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Yeah. I mean, one of the miracles was, um, I mean, something had happened, and I, and I talk about it in the book, where I knew something was off, but I didn't know what it was. And I started praying for the truth. Mm. And I prayed every day for months. Now, I didn't expect to, you know, have the truth that was revealed to me. Um, but I know in hindsight that God didn't answer my prayer right away because I would not have been able to handle it. Right. Really answered my prayer at a time that there were other support systems set up to help me get through this very difficult time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the giving me the farm, um, I was like, I didn't expect that. I did not pray that I would be running the farm by myself ever. But now looking back on it, it totally transformed my life. And if we pray and we just trust and we're patient, God will answer our prayers. And as far as hearing God, that is something that um, I started being in the Word daily. And that is how God speaks to us. I, I When I go around to different groups and talk with people, sometimes I run into people who you know, want somebody to tell them what God is saying to them. Oh, you can have a direct connection with God. You just pray directly to Him. And how does He speak to you? He speaks to you through His Word. And if you're in Scripture, in Word, it could be a Bible verse that you have read many times before. And when you're in prayer with God and you are in the Word, you read that same Bible verse, but you suddenly realize the Holy Spirit is prompting you to see something new that God is revealing to you that you didn't see before. And it's speaking it's directly your, to you. Mm-hmm. Your life. Yeah. So that, and that helped me get through things too. Um, and when I look back at it, you know, my Bible study at the time, there, again, that was not a coincidence that he was leading me through sections of the Bible that I needed at that particular time to help me get through what I was dealing with. So sometimes too, you get a prompting or a prodding or an, like I call it an inkling, you get an inkling of something and Mm -hmm. then you act on it. And sometimes after the fact you realize, Oh, that was, that was God working in my life. You know, um, Mm -hmm. there was something I was thinking about with the inkling. Um, Sorry, there's something happening in the studio. <laughs> Your inkling. The inkling. Yeah. Oh. Um. Should we hear some chimes or something when you say that? No. Now oh. I know what it was. Sometimes God speaks to me through visions in a way, too, where I will mm-hmm. pray about something, yeah. and then I'll see like a movie playing almost, and yeah. I'll see something happen. And I, sometimes I don't even remember that. And then... When it actually happens, I go, oh, yeah. Like um, Suzanne Lynn being my right. weight partner. I remembered oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, that I, I had a vision of her and I losing weight together and being really happy and joyous about it. And then a couple weeks later, we decided to be each other's uh, weight loss partners. So that was really cool. So mm-hmm. God answers us in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean God is with us, and if we just open our hearts and our eyes and our and our ears um, for His presence, He reveals Himself in so many ways. Um, you know, the people showing up at the farm—it's like 
I knew that was God. So especially when he brought the Muslims to the farm, I was not heard <laughs> to deal he with that. He brings all kinds of messengers, right? Many well, shapes and well, forms. It was, it was just such a powerful opportunity um, for me to witness to them. Um, yes. And they came to buy sheep and ended up walking away with Bibles. Okay, wow. that's totally God's doing. That is not my power. That is only something that can be done for God. Uh-huh. Um, and I was—I just happened to be there on that farm when they came and allowed him to work through me um, to touch these people. So I have a neighbor that's a Muslim, and she actually has listened to God Stories Radio before, and she's always excited when she sees me leaving on Thursday night. She says, are you going to do your God, your God show? And I go, yes, I am. <laughs> and um, she actually came to me one day and she brought me a bunch of Bibles. And she said, um, I, I know that you work with some missionaries and some ministries, you know, overseas. I thought maybe they would want some of my Bibles. And um, she said, they're all Old Testament because they only believe in the Old Testament. And then that's where the Muslims mm-hmm. branch off. And so she gave me a bunch of Bibles to donate for the Christian ministry, and I thought that was cool. That's very cool. Wow. Wow. There is an, there is an, an open heart there. Yes. Um, you know, to, that can be touched. It's like, you know, look at how God is using you in building this relationship. Um, you know, we walk out the door every morning. We are witnesses for Christ, whether whether we realize it or not. and Sometimes we actually get to use words, but most of the time it's our actions that speak volumes to everybody we interact with for them to know um, who we belong to. You are to let your light shine. Amen to that. Let your light shine, right. And um, I, had, I had put something out on, um, on Instagram or Twitter uh, a week or so ago about, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of misunderstanding about you know, what we are all supposed to do. You know, we're called to love and forgive people. Um, I haven't found anywhere in the Bible yet, um, and I've been through it, you know, pretty thoroughly, uh, some sections more than others. I'm not an expert on it, but I can't think of a single Bible verse that says that it's our job as a Christian to judge and condemn other people. Mm. That job belongs to God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, I think it says do not. Judge. Right. Not only does it not say right. to do that, it says do not do that. Right. <laughs> right? Do not do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yet, and and so when I wrote the book, um, I have had people, a number of people who have said, you were too nice to your husband, you know, and it's like, I forgave him. Isn't that what we're supposed to do is mm-hmm. forgive people who have wronged us. And isn't and that, that freedom also to you? Was, it is freedom because oh, I had to do the same thing. It is freedom. Oh yeah. You bet. Yes. Yes. And we can forgive people whether their story for what they did or not. Um, we're just releasing the bond that they have. It's like the, the debt that they owe. He doesn't owe me anything at this point. But when I have, and again, when people talk about that and I have those conversations, that's a way to really open up about, I couldn't forgive him by my own accord. Mm -mm. I'm a human being. I was hurt and devastated by what he did. 
I could only forgive through the power of Christ and his forgiveness of me. And when I look at, you know, I want forgiveness. I want people to forgive me when I hurt them. Well, how could I ever expect Christ to forgive me if I am unwilling to forgive someone who hurt me? Um, So it's not by my power. It's by God's power that I was able to do that. Um, But that's, but that's what we're all supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Not easy. No, at all. It's not. But that's what we're supposed to do. And that's part of the Lord's Prayer, or after the Lord's Prayer, because if you don't forgive others, then he won't forgive you. Right. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, and how there would were you... days. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to say that when I was really hurting, I had to pray that God would forgive my unforgiving heart, because it took a long time. And for anybody who's out there who's listening, who, who is struggling with this, ask God to help you with this, because mm-hmm. he will. And I, it took a long time for me to be able to do that. And when that broke free, and I was able to do that, and then also to ask my husband to forgive me for things that I did during our marriage. I, I'm not a perfect person. And God showed me things that I did that were not um, helpful. And he forgave me for those things as well. I think he was done that I, you know, asked him to do that, but you know, that's God's doing. That's mm-hmm. not my doing, um, it, at all. I remember it took me six months. Mm-hmm. Kept on saying she hurt me too bad. She did it too much. You know, I can't do it. And then about six months later I did. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then he prompted me about a week or so after that to pray for her. So I've been praying for yeah, her ever absolutely. since every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And and if we look at, you know, I still love this man. I want him to be healed. I want him to submit to Christ. I want. I know he's struggling. I know he's hurting. Um, but I got to turn it over to God. And mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. It's like praying for these people because they may have hurt us, but they are hurting themselves also and suffering mm-hmm. with their sin. So as far as I see it, that's so powerful to hear. As far as I see it too, when you start praying for them and you really start praying for them, because it it was always that question, did I really forgive her? But when you pray for them, you're forgiven. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Do it with an open heart. Yeah. You bet. That's part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. And the freedom. Amen. What Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you is how would you, um, how would you sum up your book in a nutshell? What would you say to people about what your book is about? And um, It's really a story of hope and inspiration. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I deliberately wrote it succinctly, briefly. Uh, it's a quick read. It's a very can, quick read. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was deliberate because I know what it's like to be in a very dark place and you don't you have so much energy spent toward dealing with the trauma that has just imploded in your life that you don't have time to read war and peace or nor are you interested and so it's a quick read that will bring hope and inspiration um i wrote it in a way that you i don't know many people who haven't laughed at some of the things that happened 
Um, because, you know, I do think God has a sense of humor and some of the situations that I found myself in were frankly pretty funny. But, um, so it's, it's really just hope and inspiration and designed to help people see that God is amazing and the power of prayer and truth, um, that can come to you by just turning your life over to him. Amen to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Allison, uh, we're a king of the shameless plug here at uh, GSR. So uh, tell us how um, the folks that are listening can get your book. Give us the name, too. We haven't said the name of the book, which says a lot. Right. The name of the book is A Day on the Farm, Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation. Um, My name is Allison Romney. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. You can find it um, at Westbow Press as my publisher. Or you can also go to allisonromney.com, which is my website, and you can order it directly through there. Uh, it's available in paperback, hardcover, and in Kindle. ebook format. So Kindle, in Kindle, you can have it in five minutes and get started reading it. Very good. It really is a nice little read. You yeah, it's 100 pages. Three so. cups of coffee and you're mm-hmm. done. And there's inspiration yeah. like every couple pages there. Oh, I know. So, Well, it sounds like And pictures. And, and pictures. And pictures, right. yes. I'm so glad you and included a picture the of the llama because I, I felt like I knew that llama personally. <laughs> when I saw the picture, I went, oh, That's why I had, family. To, read, I had to read last week's uh, guest book. Was it wasn't as there simple weren't as pictures, no pictures yeah. and stuff like you guys got the no, We his, get the pictures. That ought to tell you something, pictures. Mikey. He did say in his old edition he had pictures. Marty did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fritz gets well. the there picture are pictures books. for everyone with the book. Yep. Amen to that, mm-hmm. Allison. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We really, really appreciate You're very it. Very welcome. And uh, we'll thank pass you for on. having me. I appreciate it. We'll pass that along to you and anybody listening. Um, that wants more information and are, um, can uh, get in touch with God Stories Radio at Gmail. If you have a testimony, you can send it to God Stories Radio at Gmail. We want to welcome our uh, Mixler listeners tonight. Uh, we have Alexander Ray Johnson who's listening tonight. Hey, he is a new listener and he also just uh, chatted me through the chat there and said he's got a personal testimony which he's going to send us. Very good. He's a member in his church, so that means, you know, it could be, be a good several testimonies. So, Alex, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to, to getting your testimony, brother. And thanks uh, for listening and praying for us and supporting us. And for everybody else on Mixler, just welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And um, thank and if, you to Allison. If, if God is touching your heart that you need to give your testimony, we will take it. We'll take Either, it by phone. We'll take it in person is what we prefer. Right. But we can even do it over the phone like we did with Allison. Or like Alexander wants to do and write it and we'll read it. Yes. We take it in all forms. That's right. A Day on the Farm, Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation. That's Allison's book. Make sure you pick up a copy. I'm looking at Amazon right now. You can get it on Kindle Fire. There's some good reviews. Paperback and hardcover. Yeah, there's about 30 reviews on the particular page I'm looking at, and they're all amazing. They all say, oh, it really touched me or was a mm-hmm. blessing to me in, in some some way. So uh, make sure you pick up this book you know, and, and bless her. Uh, she took the time to, to write it, and she sent us a copy. And um, I just, th- I'm so grateful. 
Thank you once again, Allison. We really appreciate your time and, and being here. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, that about wraps it up for session 118. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. Take away the melodies. Take away the songs I sing. Take away all the lies. And all the songs you let me write. Does the man I am today say the words you need to say? Let them see you in me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I sing. Let them see you. Let them see you in me. Who am I without your grace? Another smile, another face. Another breath, a grain of sand. Passing quickly through your hand. I give my life an offering. Take it all, take everything Let them see you in me Let them hear you when I speak Let them feel you when I sing Let them see you Just let them see you Let them see you and me.